Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Hello everyone, thank you for uh, joining the call. This is Anita, I have 7.55, we'll be starting the call in, uh, in the next five or 10 minutes. I think we have somebody who's driving and we're getting some, um, getting some sound from the air. If you wanna put your individual phones on mute, um, otherwise I can mute it from here. If you'd like to take a minute and uh, introduce yourself, we just need your first name and your county. Who do we have on the call? Katie and Greg from Hillsboro. Hi, Greg from Hillsboro. And who else do we have on the call? Uh, did you hear Casey and Pinellas? Oh, hi, Casey. Thanks for joining Thanks. us. Of course. This is Mike okay, in Orange. So we have, oh, Mike, wonderful, Mike, thank you. This Everybody is Russell in Seminole. Oh, hey, Russell, how are you? Hey, not too bad, and yourself? Doing well, thank you. Um, would you ever be able to make a, um, uh, I don't remember what you're going to do, but the, the we uh, make availing, available the uh, the meeting from last month. Uh, we we don't make that public. Uh, you're here locally. Let's um, let's definitely get together. Okay. Okay. We can go over some of okay. that. I'd love to have a love to have a group meeting with uh, Seminole in Orange County. Yeah, because I had missed okay, like the three quarters of of the meeting last week or last month rather. Okay. Well, we can we can definitely uh, go over that and uh, catch some of that, but we don't make the recordings public. Okay. So I will check back with you, Russell. Sounds good. Okay. And who else do we have on the call? Wait a minute. Let's see. I think they're uh, muted. All right. It looks like we have someone from the Jacksonville area that just joined the call. Who do we have? Marianne. St. John's County. Hi. Oh, hi, Marianne. How are you tonight? Good. Hi. Wonderful. Okay, let's see. Uh, looks like we have quite a few people that are uh, joining the call now.
going to go ahead and um, unmute everyone, see how that goes. Okay, if you haven't had a chance to introduce yourself, just your first name and your uh, county would be wonderful. This is Jamie in Broward County. Hey, Jamie. Broward. Keith. Okay. Keith. Polk County. I'm sorry, Keith, I didn't catch your county. Keith, Polk County. Oh, okay, Polk. All right. Barbara, Palm Beach County. Hey, Barbara, wonderful, thank you. Jim from Lee. Jim from Lee. I'm trying to watch for our guest speaker to uh, log in. I haven't seen that yet. Okay. If you haven't had a chance and you'd like to uh, announce yourself, just your first name in your county, we have a few minutes. A.D. and Leon. Great, A.D., thank you. This is so funny. I st right now I don't have any duplications. Uh, everybody that has uh, introduced themselves is coming from a different county. Hey, Anita, it's Lori with Brevard County. Okay, you've got a lot of noise in the background. I'm sorry, who is that from Brevard? It's Lori. Oh, Lori. Great, Lori. You've got yes. a lot of background noise there if you want to okay. put a individual phone on mute. Yep. Thank you. I'm going to mute. Hey, Lori, I just want to add that I did get your... Uh, I, I, Lori, I did get your um, information. Thank you so much for completing that volunteer task. We cannot do this work without our volunteers, so thank you very much, Lori. Uh, who was that that just uh, announced themselves? Uh, Joseph Ron, Tallahassee. From Fort Myers. Okay, so I and I'm on the phone with Val Jonas. Oh, hi, Val. Hi. Good evening, everyone. This it's is Barry and Bavard. Hi, Barry. Welcome. Thank you. Hi, this is, this is Mark Leon. Somebody else from Leon. Was that Mark? I think I heard. Yes. That's a little crazy in the beginning because we're we're trying to let everyone uh, introduce themselves and and I'll tell you once again, it looks like. Um, have there a couple of people from Leon, but for the most part, we have we have representation right now from Hillsborough, Pinellas, Orange, Seminole, St. John's, Broward, Polk, Palm Beach, Lee, Leon, Brevard, and Lee County. Indian River, Nancy. Oh, Nancy's Hello. in Indian River. Hey, Wonderful. Yeah, uh, Anita. This late. Anita. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Ronnie's. Ronnie's just asked me to mute him. Oh, I've muted him. Okay. I think he Let's asked me to him. tell you to mute him. Yes. Hello. Gregory. Hello. Okay. Hello. Okay. Hey everyone, this is Dale Osborne. It sounds all muddled. Hello. Okay. Anita, is that you? I am. Hello. Yeah, I'm here. Hello. I'm here in one. Hello. Yeah, Charlie and Charles in Barry County. Okay, thank you. Anita, can you hear me? Anita, can you hear me? Hello. Hear me? Hello. I hear someone. I hear a lot of talking. Hello. Okay, so here's what I'm going to do. Because there's a lot of people out there. Right now. Anita. Yeah,
to Bruce from Sumter. Okay. Yeah, I'm still getting an awful lot of feedback. One moment. Okay. Hello? Hello? Who oh. is this? Hi, this is Mark calling. Um, I'm I'm on the sex offender list. Oh, okay. Here, here okay. in Florida. Uh, Mark, one moment. Mark, you're on the call for Florida Action Committee. I just need your first name and county. Okay. Oh, man, this is breaking up bad, but anyways, yeah. I, I yeah, it's, it I is. It's breaking up very badly. Okay, no questions at this okay. time. Okay, well... Could you oh, could you geez. put your could you put your individual phone on mute, please? Pardon? Could you put your individual, please? My individual. I missed the last word. Is that individual okay. something? <laughs> Jason, Brevard County. Okay. Okay, there's there's definitely something going on here that I'm trying to identify. Yeah, well, I, just, I just heard Brevard County okay. somewhere. Okay. Could you please put your phone on mute? On mute? Thank you. Okay. Yes, please. I can find okay, it. Okay, Val. Anita, are you? Yes. I think Ronnie wants you to unmute him. Yeah, I'm trying to find him. And, uh, oh, okay. He's not, he's not showing up on my list here. That's what I'm uh, going through, so... Uh, I don't know how to mute this damn phone. No, I, I don't. I don't know how to do I, that. I, I'm really not understanding how I have one individual that can come here and everybody else needs to be muted. Okay. Mute Okay. So Val, right now, Ronnie you says and I should be the only ones that. Ronnie still can't talk. Okay, uh, Ronnie, I I don't see where you have um, called in with the same credentials because I'm not finding you in the list. Your phone number, uh, I'm not going to be able to identify you at this time. So. What I can do. All right, I'm going to have to. Okay, Ronnie, if you will do a star two on your phone, please. Ronnie, are you there? Yes. Okay, Ronnie, you can can you hear me? Yes, I can.
Ronnie, I do apologize, but I do need to have you do a star two on the phone so that I can identify you. Ronnie or Mark? Ronnie. All right, all right. Well, I'll wait. I'm sorry. I, I tried muting. I don't know why. Six will mute him. Six. Star six. Okay, if you could do a star six on your phone to be muted, please. Okay. Uh, let's uh, hold on a minute. I've got to. Uh, I'm going to try to get uh, Ronnie on this call. Anita, could you hear me? This is Ronnie. Hello? Hello? Anita, could you hear me? This Hello, is Ronnie. Hello, Ronnie, are you on? Yes, I can. Yes, I'm on the phone. Okay. Okay. I I okay. apologize. I've been trying to call, and my line's been muted consistently for the last however long. since five minutes before. Okay. I. Uh, all right, let's, let's go ahead and proceed. Val, are you on? Can you say hello, Val? Did I lose Val? Hello, Val. If you'll do a, uh, a star two on your phone, now I seem to have lost Oh. oh, my goodness. Well, I I'm know here. we'll be doing this week, looking for a new platform. <laughs> Is that Val? Are you there? Okay, Ronnie, are you still there? I'm still here. Are you able to hear okay. me? Okay. I'm able to hear you, Ronnie. I, I now feel like I might have lost Val. Or that she has an open connection, but uh, I'm not hearing a response from her. Terrible. This will be the last time we use this platform for our call. I think so. We we will be changing the number. I'm I'm pretty certain of that. Uh, but in the meantime, I don't know what we did to uh, lose 
um, are. So, Val, if you are on the line, if you'll do a star two so that I can try to identify you. Anita, I kept doing star two, and I don't think it did anything. It was raising my hand, and I think okay. we were not noticing it. I also did a star six to unmute myself, okay. and it said the moderator muted me. Okay. All right. Uh, let me go ahead and, and get this started, and then we're going to um, see what we can do to, to get our guest speaker back on the line. Um, I want to welcome everyone here tonight to the Florida Action Committee call. And uh, I do apologize for the technical uh, difficulties we're having. Uh, tonight we do have a guest speaker, and in a few minutes we're going to uh, I'm going to turn it over to our legal chair, and, and he will do the introduction. The members and the advocates that are on the call tonight, that FAC is not a law firm. We are an advocacy group, and our mission is to educate the public, the media, and the legislators on the facts surrounding sex offenses and the registry, and we start first by educating ourselves, which is the purpose of this call, and each monthly call. I also want to remind everyone of Anita, our code of conduct you when you are speaking. Anita. Anita. Yes. You see Val hitting star two. She says she's hitting star two. Would you kindly unmute her, please? I am doing everything I can uh, to to keep up with this uh, information here, and I'm not seeing uh, what I need to in order to. All right, uh, let me see if I can find uh, conference call her and hope. Okay, that that would be fine. Let's try that. Oh yes, we will be looking for a new platform by, for the next call. Um, well, I have everyone. I do want to remind you that uh, we will we will have a question and answer period at the end. Make sure that we stay on topic with the uh, with the call and content and information. If you have questions regarding Florida Action Committee uh, on the second Thursday of each month, same time, same number, a new member orientation call for everyone who wants to learn more about the organization and how to get involved and be an effective member. So with that, Ronnie, when you when you are ready, let me know. Okay, I'm trying to call Val um, on her cell phone, but I have to somehow get a message to her that she uh, can drop off the call so I can call her or to pick up the call phone, which is a 954 number. Let me try again. Anita, can you hear me? I can hear you. Anita? Okay, and I have yes, Val, I can hear you. on my, my phone. Okay. okay, can you wonderful. hear Val, are you there? Yes. Okay. You want me to begin? I apologize. I, I was off uh, the line, so... <laughs> yes, I've given my introduction, uh, okay, so and first, I am now turning the okay. call over to uh, Ronnie, and uh, and you'll introduce our speaker. Thank okay. you. Okay, so first of all, I apologize sincerely to everybody for um, the technical difficulties in getting our call together. I think we the platform that we use for conference calling talks you makes us a new call-in number, as most of you have noticed. And the new platform is, for lack of a better term, crappy. So I assure everybody by the, by the next monthly member call, we will have a new platform, and it will be thoroughly tested before um, before we, we initiate our I also want to thank everybody sincerely for joining our call tonight. Um, 
Tonight's topic will be a legal update with specific reference to the ex post facto challenge. Now, I know that um, everybody has been waiting for some new ex post facto challenge, and we had, had hoped and promised that it would be uh, filed uh, by the end of this past month, but there are circumstances that have come up, some good, some bad, which Val will be able to go into um, for it not being filed yet. Um, Val has sent me a, a copy of the complaint and the pleadings, and it's complete. It's ready to be filed, but uh, there before it goes out and fine-tuning things that she wants to go through. And um, with that, I'll introduce Val. Everybody knows Val. She She's, um, I guess, the foremost attorney when it comes to sex offender issues in our state. Uh, she is co-counsel on the Miami Day Sword Challenge and um, is one of the lead counsels on our Internet Identifier Challenge in Florida. That was the one in which we got the injunction preventing the debacle that would have uh, caused everybody to have to register every URL that they use. So um, Val is probably the expert on the on the topic. Um, she has our full confidence. Um, and I'll let her take over. So Val, thanks for joining our call tonight. Of course, of course. I just want to give you uh, a bit of background on my work on this case. I actually started um, researching and working on the ex post fashion probably more than three years ago. Um, and in order to do that, you know, I read really, really extensive social science literature as well as all of the federal and case law around the country, as well as numerous law review articles. And I've, in the course of other litigation, I've struck up really fine relationship experts in the United States and Canada. So I wanted to give that introduction to the lawsuit. This has been my passion project for years, okay? Um, so I... Uh, was September uh, a year ago, we began looking um, for plaintiffs for the case uh, with Ronnie's help. Uh, he had distributed forms to people, and we began to get, you know, people responding, and then we did a very extensive pro process of vetting in my office because we wanted to be sure that we had plaintiffs who represented all of the impacts of the registration statute. Uh, in a you know in a in a way that would be impressive to a court, um, and I started with a set list of 17 you know that had been thoroughly thoroughly vetted that I really liked a lot, and then worked down from there to nine. Okay, you know who I feel are very very strong and good post facto challenge. Um, I've been working with them. Since, you know, very regularly, I would say since July, early July. And uh, in terms of, you know, doing my own due diligence, my own investigation, uh, uh, corresponding very heavily and regularly with them, um, getting their records and, you know, hearing their stories and eliciting more information. Um, and that's been great. Uh, I started writing, I guess, in July also. And I've been writing all of August, um, the complaint. So when I got to the point where I felt that the ex post facto federal court complaint was pretty much, you know, file ready, which uh, was beyond the line, but I'm doing the best I can. I'm working as hard as I humanly can. Um, and I've got, you know, people in my office who are assisting me with this. So I, I sent what Ronnie's described as, you know, a nearly draft of a federal district court complaint uh, to a bunch of people that are experts in the law and the social sciences around these issues. Uh, and we had a, I sent, sent it out to them, and we had a, a major phone conference this week. I think it was Tuesday. Yeah. And uh, I, what I got back basically was that, um, you know, as strong as the ex post facto challenge looked to me like it might be, particularly in the state court years ago, 
that there's things that are happening in the pipeline um, that made these people advise me very, very, very strongly to add in other claims that I hadn't really anticipated making that may in fact be the chief claims and the winning claims. I, I always thought that the expo anything would win would be that one uh, because in state Supreme Courts around the country, under state constitutions, it's had a broad measure of success. Uh, and then, of course, in 2016, the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals decided Rose versus Snyder, which struck down a Michigan registration statute ex post facto ground. One important distinction between that statute and ours was that the Michigan statute came with a, a, a fairly heavy-handed residence restriction, uh, which was very, you know, that the court weighed that very heavily in its decision. Uh, there is another case coming out of the Seventh Circuit that ruled, that, that upheld uh, a registration statute, and, uh, you know, from an ex post facto challenge, and probably, you know, maybe that's be on its way, like, as we speak right now. You know, there are, you know, two cert uh, petitions, the United States Supreme Court, because there will be a conflict in the circuit. In any event, the takeaway that I had, and I've, you know, read a lot of stuff that these guys have done, you know, their pleadings that their lawyers, their social science articles that their scientists, and their very, very, very strong advice was to pause, to add some other claims that they regard now as in a much better position or in as strong a position, well, a stronger position. They just think that a handful of due process claims uh, are, are, at, are at this point um, maybe better, have a better chance. So I'm going to, I had already incorporated, you know, a couple of this into my draft, but I need to, I need to work on those some more, I think, in order for it to be as good as it possibly can be. So, you know, I apologize for not making the August 31st deadline. All I can tell you on this for years, I've been writing on it probably nonstop for six weeks. I've had other people in my office produce a very, very um, comprehensive appendix that anatomizes every change in the Florida registration, the first iteration in 1997 until the present. Um, and, you know, we've got a very large, compendious, powerful complaint, I think. But I think that I would like to take the advice of these people who are the scholars and in the country on these issues, which is to is to work on some other claims that they think at this point may have a better chance of success. So that's what I'm going to do because the only thing I care about is winning. And that's important, to win a case. So uh, does anybody have any questions? Well, Val, let me, let me interject for a second. Um, now, when we were first thinking about the ex post facto challenge, we were, we were talking about prompted some of our excitement was the Sixth Circuit case, the Dozy Snyder case. I know. Which was a huge win in the Sixth Circuit. Of Subsequently, course. and only a couple of months ago, there was a huge loss on an ex post facto issue in the Seventh Circuit. Exactly. Um, yeah, and now that touched on residency restrictions, I'll let you uh, give a greater background on it. Um, but in essence, uh, a couple of guys who out of their house and the Seventh Circuit said, oh, it's perfectly fine. Um, can you tell the, the, our members a little bit about what happened in the Seventh Circuit that now influences uh, the experts in your thoughts on the expo factor challenge? I can't tell you all that much about, and I haven't yet read um, the appeal brief on that. I've been working mostly on Nolard versus Rankin over the last couple of weeks, um, which was a case at the district court, federal district court in Colorado that came out this year and struck um, 
struck a registration statute there on ex post facto grounds. That's being appealed, and the lawyers involved in the appeal think that they will take the ex post facto argument, but may win on some other arguments, other constitutional claims they have made. Like I said, I'm not really in a good position to discuss Vasquez now because I haven't looked at it for a while and I haven't looked at the appeal briefs. All I do know is that uh, those who are working on a search petition, well, I can't really even disclose that, but um, I can't, yeah, but that, that you know, that's going to go up. And there's a lot of concern that if the U.S. Supreme Court acts on Vasquez, because they, they denied cert on, on Doe versus Snyder, if they take cert on Vasquez, that may be a bad sign. Um, and, and that's something we'll find or out. Or it may be a good know, sign. The current one want to maybe correct some horrible injustice that took place in the Seventh Circuit, which is generally, in my, in my view, when the Supreme Court um, accepts cert, that means that they're addressing that case. Um, just to explain to the, the members who are calling in, um, when somebody loses in, in, in a federal district court, they can appeal to, in a federal district court, they can appeal to one of the 11 circuits. Federal circuit. Federal circuit. Correct. So, Correct. so everybody can appeal. If you live in the district court, you cannot, you can appeal to the, you can appeal to the circuit court. However, yeah. the next level above the circuit court is the U.S. Supreme Court. Now, the Supreme Court, in order to have your case heard by the U.S. Supreme Court, you have to file what's called a writ of certiorari, which basically you you make your case to pick up your your case and hear it. Now there. On an annual basis, something like 8,000 writ of certiorari are submitted to the U.S. Supreme Court, and they wind up taking only around 80 of them. So you have a pretty much 1% chance of having your case heard. In the case of Dozer Snyder, which is out of the Sixth Circuit, those were the, the registrants who were challenging the, the registration statute um, were the winners. So they, so the state, uh, Michigan, uh, appealed it to the U.S. Supreme Court, and the U.S. Supreme Court denied cert, which basically means, no, we're not going, there's no issue that we're going to listen to on this one, that stays as the law. Now, in the case of the Seventh Circuit case, where the registrants had lost, um, I always want the U.S. Supreme Court to accept cert in that case, because that's the only option for them to turn around and, and reverse this, this horrible decision that came out of. And it also means that they read, and I, I read, you know, the the the, um, the opinion in that case a few times and then a few few times again this week um, after we spoke out. And it was yeah. a horrible, horrible opinion. No, I remember when it came out. It was just, it was, and it's, you know, especially coming as it did after Doe's versus Snyder. It was just a punch in the head, right? You know. So yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm almost hopeful. I mean, with a case like pretty much unquestionable, that at least we give it a shot to try and 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 um, get the Supreme Court to hear it. And if they accept it, um, it could be a great thing because they could hear it and they could say, "Well, now there's some issue here we want," and um, and they can overrule it. Meaning they could say, "No way, you got it wrong." Which would be great for everybody. Which would be great for those in the Seventh Circuit. And it would be super true because everybody benefits from a U.S. Supreme Court decision because it has precedence across the United States. Yes, and I, you know, although the chances of any case, you know, being granted cert are very small, here you really do arc split in the circuit regarding a kind of law that is all over the country and is on right. the federal level. So, you know, I could see the Supreme saying, you know, this is maybe someplace we need because, you know, we've got this split now and everybody's got this. You know, it's an issue of great importance to all the states and to, you know, many, many, many other people as well, obviously. So, you know, predict those, and I don't predict how the court is, rule, is going to rule. 
I'm not crazy about, you know, the composition of the court, especially after watching the hearings this week. But, you know, it is do about that. You know, it'll be interesting right. to see. And, and I, you know, I follow the briefs and I see what's being said. And, you know, one of the things I found really interesting about the Millard versus Rankin appeal, you know, which was by, you know, the government appeal because the these had won in that case, was that in the plaintiff's briefs on appeal, they're not even discussing ex post facto. You know, they're, they're really front-loading um, due, pro, uh, due process and even punishment arguments over ex post facto. So that, i got to tell you guys, you know, I was not expecting that, what I had in that call on Tuesday. I was, uh, in fact, somewhat gobsmacked um, to, to find this consensus about post facto challenges. I won't say it was 100% consensus. You know, people are, you know, they're all experts that got, all got their own views, but um, everybody did seem real nervous about that. I think what it's, so, for example, in the, in the brief, as I, in the most complaint is I've drafted it. So my, my point on ex post facto takes up, I don't know, Ron, you saw it, you know, eight pages or something. And, right. you know, I, so in my mind, you know, I need to reduce the size of that one and make it clear to the court that we have a lot of confidence in several other due process claims. There's two procedural due process claims that I'm examining now. Um, there are two substantive due process claims that I'm examining now. Um, and I wrote earlier today to Ronnie about possibly adding another due process claim. Um, I don't know if you've got that email. Um, yeah, and I just, you know, I want to be sure before we file that we've got every single base covered. And the bases now are not the same as they were three years ago or were a year ago or were, hey, some guys, I talked to these same people months ago before I started drafting, months ago. I don't remember the date of the conference that I had with them. And I told them I'd come back to them with a draft and we discussed it again. And I will tell you that their thinking shifted between the first time I spoke to them and Tuesday, you know, in a way that really, you know, kind of alarmed me, but also let me know that I need more nice eggs in our basket. We need more eggs in our basket. And for whatever it's worth, uh, a success in a due process claim would go to everybody's benefit. Whereas success in an ex post facto claim only benefits those whose offenses were committed before October 1997. Well, so, not necessarily, never... because because um, in the case of of those who had two substantial changes in their statute in 19, in, sorry, 2006 and 2011, and for people whose offense date predated the the 2006, they weren't subject to the 2006 changes. For people whose offenses predated 2011, we have thought about that. We have thought about that. In fact, I've got a really, really, really great plaintiff. I just was not able to shoehorn him in under the deadline that I. Um, but he's somebody who looks great. I mean, I can't even describe to you what a stellar, stellar plaintiff he would make. Um, his offense was in 09. There were very significant amendments in 12. So Correct. I thought, you know, um, I, I thought, you know, we could make a separate ex post facto claim for him just because I always wanted him in a complaint. And he just, he really, believe me, he's, he's got an amazing, amazing profile. So I'm still working. That's all I can say. I'm wailing away. I'm working as hard as I can. I can't work any help, all the help that I can. Uh, I've got co-counsel who signed on, um, probably two co-counsel by now. One of them is Todd Chair. The other is Dean Baker. Um, and, uh, and there's a third guy out of uh, Wisconsin that I'm talking to. I'm sorry, Minnesota that I'm talking to. And he's already agreed to be with me on it, but we haven't talked since the um, conference on Tuesday in which he was a participant. So, you know, I need to sort of circle back to him and uh, you know, let him tell me what he, what else he wants in there. So, right. And just, just as a point of, of clarification, the ex post facto 
uh, challenge is still going to be the ex post facto challenge because we're included. It's not going to abandon ex post facto. It will still oh, have no, that. Oh, no, 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 no. But no. it will be no. strengthened by a whole bunch of other claims in case ex post facto falls by the wayside. At least this That's lawsuit right. will cover a bunch of other ground. And, um, That's right. So it's, it's That's right. It, it, just what, what I guess to 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 uh, clarify in the minds of the members, um, in light of some changes, um, some recent changes, um, we're going to bolster the complaint with additional claims than what we pre- previously expected to, to file. Right. So we're not just limiting it to ex post facto; we're putting in some other. Right. So we're going to get right. a little bonus arguments, but right. I mean, I must have 30 boxes at least full of documents for this case, and it's called my ex post facto file. That's all I ever thought. I thought I'd throw in a little of this or a little of that at the end, you know, but I would ex post facto case. And now we have to broaden it. Right. Based on developments, we just have to broaden it because – we don't want, you know, we want to give ourselves the best shot to win on any potential claim that some court might like. And I'm, as I'm sure your members are aware, uh, the 11th Circuit, which is over the district court where, where this would be filed, has been post-facto cases. Um, the only exception, and uh, you can't really put too much stock in it, was in uh, 2016, like if we revised it for January 2017, when they uh, reversed a dismissal of an ex post facto challenge to a residence restriction case in Miami Dade County. That's our uh, yeah. Yes, exactly. Florida and action so yeah. that was like the first thing that made you think, well, you know, maybe the 11th sector isn't so terrible. Um, but, you know, they have been really terrible. And what I can tell you, is that residence restrictions are very different than a registration statute. A registration statute with a residence restriction um, is something that courts look at differently than a registration statute without a residence restriction. The statute has a residency restriction. As of 2004, they inserted a residency restriction of 1,000. Exactly. But as this this case was crafted, it was an ex post facto which right. again, definitionally, but it didn't involve the residence restriction. Right. Um, I you think know, there's, I mean, there's a little noise in the background. Um, there, there is at that. I'm, I'm getting comments from people who are unable to hear some of the conversations. It's just that the sound is still yeah, in and out. Yeah, you mute, um, um, And so... I'm sorry, but uh, I don't know if we can yeah, proceed Anita, with the call because... everybody other than Val and I? I'm going to try that again. Hello. Hello. What I'm sharing with you and I'm getting is that they can't hear you. Okay? There's uh, there's something wrong with the sound. They're not hearing the, the conversation. And that's the so, feedback. Yeah, I'm, I'm is anybody been able to hear I the hear call? You. Any of the phone? And so I have unmuted everyone uh, in order to. Okay, um, everyone, to, in order to make sure. This is Ryman. Can you hear me? Yes, yeah, I, can I can hear, hear you. you. Can you hear us? <laughs> yes, ma'am. Gosh. If you could please individually well, what, do a, um, I think we're going to have to reschedule the call, Lonnie, because there seems to be an awful lot of difficulties. Um, I've I've got several telling me that you can't hear any sound at all, um, and others are being kicked out okay, because so, they're. So, uh, well, I, I don't I don't know. I think Val and I have been for. Uh, speaking for about a half an hour, so I think it would be understanding everybody's time to be scheduled the call. But um, if there is any way to record the call or share the details with the members, we can go ahead and do that. Um,
Ronnie, are you there? We just want our guest speaker and uh, Ronnie to be on the We are disaster uh, call as far as this new platform. Their their upgrade has. And I do apologize, uh, Val. Time, and I'm I'm not sure how to do approaches. Yeah. Okay, so I, we so need I, to I apologize to Val, and I apologize to the members, but uh, this is actually really hurting know, my ears. <laughs> you wanna? If you wanna. Um, that sounds pretty decent there. Get offline and figure uh, out what we'll do. Yeah. But I hope that hello, uh, we're right here. Good enough. Good night, everybody. Uh, Thank good, you. Good night. I do apologize. Oh well. We're going to reschedule the question. Thank you. Good night. So you will come to Phoenix. <laughs> Can you hear me? Well, okay. I don't have. Hi, Can you hear Walter? I think Anita's off the line. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then, there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.